I am super excited to announce that we now have a formal partnership with the Prospect Wizard. And when I say wizard, I mean wizard. Obviously, you have a website. This allows you to convert your website traffic visitors directly into leads. It's not just another chatbot, and it's not AI, but it allows a visitor to call, text, or leave a voicemail. Immediately goes to you, your sales team, or anyone else in the club. Instantly, MIT shows a study that if you contact the lead within 10 minutes, chance of them converting goes up nine times that of the average. We got the Atlanta clubs on it, Vita Fitness, Gold's Gym, Mountainside, City Fitness Philly, College Park, become one of the next Halo companies to deploy the wizard. It's easy to use. Go to theprospectwizard.com, get a free 30-day trial. Talk to my boy, Dave Gallon. He will get you all set up and let the leads flow based on the wizard. Go get them. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have a fellow New Yorker coming to us. We're going to talk about VR. We're going to talk about what's happening in adjacent markets to the Halo sector and how he can help augment that experience. So it's V. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's very nice to be here, Pete. Thanks a lot. Give a shout out to uh, Dave Gallen for uh, for connecting us. You've been running a, uh, a successful technology and, and content vehicle for several years now uh, under uh, the campusvr.com. So can you give us a little background on, you know, it probably wasn't new for people to go in and do you know, videos uh, and, uh, you know, virtual uh, tours of schools when you started this. So where did you see the opportunity? How did that kind of proliferate and what's got a special sauce here? Well, to be honest with you, the the way everything got started was I was showing to my own children who were uh, 12 and 10 at the time. um, I was trying to, you know, plant the seeds of college and things like that in their brains. And so I went to a, a school, a state school in New York State, um, that's, that's a gorgeous campus. It's upstate. And I was just trying to show them where I went to school to sort of get them excited about the whole idea of, okay, we're about to enter high school, you know, and, and et cetera, et cetera, time to get the grades going so that we'll have the options necessary when it's our time to go to college. And so part of showing, you know, them and, and, and this whole generation as a whole, I would say is you, you need to do more than show pictures and things like that. So when I went on my own school's webpage, um, and I'm not saying this to disparage them at anything, this is just my experience. Um, they had, you know, pictures of, of buildings and, and, you know, parts of the campus, you know, text scrolling across the screen to read about it. And uh, the bottom line is, is that it totally turned my kids off to that school. They were not interested in looking at pictures. They certainly were not interested in reading text across the screen. But at that point, I was like, why don't, with, with technology what it is, and this is back in 2019, with, with, with technology what it is today, why couldn't they do better? It's a very, very, you know, well-regarded, uh, you know, educational type school, um, you know, very competitive. I'm like, you know, we could probably do better. And so at that point, what I ended up doing was just, you know, checking out other schools around the country, Ivy League schools, Pacific schools, Southern schools. Um, and seeing what was out there in terms of VR experiences. And what I learned was there was stuff that existed in terms of click on a link and and look at a picture and be able to scroll around and things like that. But again, it lacked, uh, you know, what I consider like the, the wow factor, the excitement factor that, that, that would keep youngsters today engaged. 
And so, you know, at that point, I was like, you know what, there might be a market here, you know, to try to, you know, infiltrate, I guess. And it, it turned out that, you know, we, we I, I ran the idea by a couple of people, family and friends, had some investors, you know, you know, buy into it right away. And we're, you know, not many, but a few. And and we basically said, let's figure out how to make this better. And so, you know, we, we took, you know, space in a WeWork, you know, we were in a building with a few hundred companies. It was around the summertime and, you know, we were able to do, uh, you know, individualized focus groups, take one kid at a time so that there's no outside influence sure. and ask, you know, if we did this or if we did that, would, would, would this, you know, work better for you? And what we came up with was we had to create a moving experience in VR. Um, you know, the point and click model is outdated and it's going away quicker and quicker. Um, take that out of their hands, allow them to pause and look around wherever they want. But don't force them to click from point to point to point to point because if you get two or three boring clicks in a row, it's over. And so, yeah. you know, you lose that, you lose it right there. And so, you know, at that point, we had to figure out how to build a moving robot, you know, that could navigate a college campus with all sorts of activity and stuff like that. And, and we did. And, you know, the, the rest, I guess, from there is, is you know, without being too long winded, um, the rest is history. We, you know, we, you know, well, I mean, we launched a month before COVID. Um, you know, that was you know, a double-edged sword. People were like, oh, well, it, it probably thrust you, you know, front and center. And, and it did in a lot of ways. But at the same time, we were based in New York City and, you know, we couldn't do anything for about six months anyway. Um, right. But it allowed us to make calls and, and get to know a lot of people. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. So, so, you know, obviously we talk about this on at least every other podcast, you know, the best ideas are, are from personal frustrations that mm -hmm. have been solved by an entrepreneur actually it's time to figure it out. Um, what was your background before this? Did you have a tech background? You know, did you have any kind of user interface background? Uh, what, what were you doing before? No, I have nothing even close. Um, my background is in finance. Um, and you know, I, I learned how to, you know, to evaluate companies and, 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 you know, look at companies in a different kind of way, you know, what makes, you know, what makes a company successful. I, I've seen many, many, many times over, um, you know, a company have the most, not the, I don't want to say the most simple idea, but an idea that, that many, many people probably thought of over the years that were probably like, someone's got to be doing this. You know, I, I hear that all the time. Right. Right. And so, you know, if you ever get one of those ideas, I always tell people, you never know what's out there and you never know how far a great idea can go. You have to just do a lot of research. You have to commit yourself to research and, and look around and see if there's truly, uh, you know, a niche there to, you know, to take advantage of. Um, and like I said, we, you know, we went through hundreds of focus groups and we, you know, we, we researched the sector inside and out. And at the end of the day, like once everything was, was in front of us, we realized that there was a big market here and it's, you know, not just, in admissions, it's extended to athletics, you know, very, very high level collegiate athletics in this country. You know, some of the top, top programs in the country um, have hired us and, you know, to show off, you know, their facilities in, in a way that's going to keep the recruit excited. Um, you know, it's worked so well that they've entrusted us into the locker rooms on game day because, OK, the facilities are great, but we really want to show off to the kid, what it feels like to be a part of the team yeah. on the most intense game day. So, you know, when a basketball team will play Kentucky, for example, they're like, we want you here. We want to show that environment. And, 
you know, we're brought in pregame, halftime, and postgame, you know, if they win, um, to show off just how intense it gets in those locker rooms. Because once you put on a set of goggles, whether it's an Oculus or any other VR headset, and you, and you feel as if you're sitting in the room with them, it takes the, the whole recruit experience to a whole other level. And, you know, it, again, it's just the kind of thing that the more and more people get wind of it, the more and more it makes sense to everybody. And like yes. you said, you would have thought that, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, in the, in the college market, uh, and I don't know if you have the stat handy or just like a rough estimate, how many people apply to a school, excluding COVID, how many people apply to a school without ever stepping foot on the campus? A lot. Um, I don't know. I don't know the exact numbers, but especially like private schools and and some of the more well known schools. Um, you know, the the fact of the matter is that most people, and this was the whole point of of of, of the you know the the company in the beginning also was, you know, you don't have to have you shouldn't have to have a certain amount of money in your bank account, a, you know, a certain geographical location, the convenience of your parents being able to take you on a trip, right. Um, you know, these should not be hindrances. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's many thousands of dollars, especially these days. And, you know, these are hindrances that, that you know, create a sort of inequality in terms of who gets to see or who gets to attend the college that they really want to go to versus who's going to take what they can get because they don't have the option of going to visit. Right. You know, what we do is basically bring the college to the kid versus the kid to the college. This is Pete Moore. I want to let you in on a little secret. There's this company called Promotion Vault. And what they do is they give out rewards from retailers that allow you to incentivize your members without having to do zero down and one month free or giving away shakes or giving away t-shirts. What you want to do is build a rewards program that lasts, that people value, and that doesn't discount your own products and services. So here's the deal. There's something called Rewards Vault. The Rewards Vault is going to allow a member to set up their own profile. They are going to answer questions. You are going to get those answers. You're going to be able to target those members, and you're going to reward them inside your club, inside your spa, and outside of the club and outside of the spa to get them to become loyal, to get them to pay their monthly dues, and to be rewarded properly for the actions. A lot of companies are cutting back on rewards. You shouldn't be. Promotion Vault's your answer. Trust me. This is real. So I got, I got a lot of things kind of bubbling up here. I need to get out of my, my head to ask. You know, if you think about a traditional health club or you think about a boutique fitness studio, I think during COVID, a lot of the uh, fear of actually getting into a class might have been reduced because people were able to log into a class and find, oh, I could do a Pilates class or I could do a high-intensity training you know, and I don't have to go, I don't have to be like a weekend warrior or like a triathlete, you know, to get through this. So it kind of expanded the universe of people that will go into the bricks and mortar. My question for you is, you know, let's say I owned, um, I, know, I got a, I got a shirt here for Fit Nation, which is, happens to be a club in, uh, in, in Queens, um, you know, 25,000 square feet. If they, if they were to call you up and say, Hey, I want to generate more sales. I want people to click and buy memberships directly on my site. Um, and I want to use your platform as basically the entire sales tool. Talk me through that conversation. What do you need to do? What's the result? What's like the average investment? And why isn't every health club and studio basically having their own VR 
where I can pop that on wherever I, I am or if a friend has one or if I have one. And now I know like, okay, I don't even have to go into the club and buy membership online. I'll start working out tomorrow. I mean, all, all, all great questions, um, especially why don't they all have one by now, which is the same thing I asked about the schools when I first started with that. But in terms of attracting people to join you know, a, a club, and you, you're saying 25,000 feet, which is enormous, um, you know, you, for us, it, it becomes a no-brainer. Um, you know, we will just take our robot, because we have moving robots that we would roll you know, across you know, the floor, um, you know, situate them in a class, whether it be a yoga or a cycling or whatever the class would be. And even if it's not, you know, and have it available, look, it's available on your mobile, it's available on your desktop. You can watch it and scroll around the screen in, in 360 degrees. But if you have a VR headset, you know, if your kids have a VR headset and you put it on, well, you're going to feel as if you're actually walking through. And yes. again, it allows the club to then uh, sell it without having to have the person make the actual trip there. It's a way to get, it's like a bridge almost, right? It allows them to get excited about what the club has to offer. Um, Because, you know, every place has stuff that they want, that they have to offer that just the the majority of people just don't know anything about. Right. Well, you could, it's kind of like doing a, like I could, I could do a, like a robotic tour with your platform and then, you know, have somebody say, you want to take a tour you know, and then instead of like popping up a window that gives you a time, it says pop it on three, two, one. Like I'm taking you on a tour. Yeah. Right and, you know, and you can also have it where like, you know, you, you know, they go on these, you know, there's, there's like these big trade shows for gyms and things like that. And, yeah. you know, you could basically show everyone what your gym looks like, you know, just by putting on a, yeah. a headset on them and they're, they're, they're walking through or this is what our classes are like. They're intense or, you know. You know, and again, it's it's always going to take you to a different level when you have a VR headset versus not having one, um, which I, I think is starting to kind of spread out there. You know, Apple just announced that they're going to create, they're creating their own one or they created their own one. It's extraordinarily expensive. I don't know how they expect to sell a bunch of them, but, you know, that's their problem, not mine. But it's, right. the, the experiences you get when you put on a VR headset is unlike anything you're going to get selling in a different way. And again, if you're trying to reach a lot of people and you're trying to reach a certain clientele that that probably has these VR headsets, you know, you take your email list, you send them a link, they pop on their own goggles and they can take the tour. Like, you know, we would record it ahead of time, walking through the gym in a couple of classes, showing off everything, you know, if it's a spa or if it's this or if it's that stuff that they want to see. Um, you know, this might get people back to excited to be going to a gym again. Um, yeah. Because again, like you said, COVID kind of, Threw all that into flux for a while. Are you, um, so how long does it take to, you know, let's role play here. I like what I'm hearing. You know, one question I have about VR, because I haven't, I haven't used one in a while. Uh-huh. Uh, when you say walk around yeah. uh, with the VR headset, are people basically like walking in, you know, in their area? Are they walking on a treadmill or what are they doing? No, 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 no. Because so all they're, they're not going to be actually exercising with the VR headset. No, no, but no. I'm just saying yeah. when I'm doing a virtual tour and I'm walking through the locker room, like, so I literally need to walk like straight down no. the way and back. But no, I so, right. walk a little. I understand what you're saying. So our, our robots do the walking for you. You're just standing still. So you'll okay. be staying in your safety circle, but you'll okay. feel as if you're walking because you're going to be go, scroll, you're moving past everything. So what we do is we simulate the, the, the movement of a human. You got me? Now I understand how it works. Okay, cool. I went to one of these VR worlds a long time ago and um, – and I said to the guy, you know, uh, they had like one of those like cat on the uh, on a ledge type of thing. 
mm-hmm. that they were doing where like you have to like crawl onto it. And, and this was like VR 101 type of thing, or version one. And like, you should really like, you should not be concrete floors because I've seen people going down. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you no, know, yeah, I feel like a lot of these um, aerial drone views that you get of uh, like when a stadium's getting built, they're like a time lapse. I mean, that's priceless. And I would suspect that people that are going on, on the VR technology that you guys have built you know, it's cutting labor hours out. It's getting people excited. You know, it's like basically walking through a movie, if you will. And I don't know why we don't do that. So what, what would it cost for a health club to to get their their location mapped into a how many minute tour is like the average? For a health club? Um, and again, we don't have any health club per se as clients. Um, but it, depending on, on how big it was, you know, I, I couldn't, uh, couldn't imagine it costing, you know, more than like, 7,500 bucks or something. Okay. Um, you know, you know I, I have to figure out the markets and things like that. Um, but a health club is easy. You know, we, we would be able to be in and out of there. You know, it wouldn't take us more than, you know, four or five hours to get every inch of space. Probably on 25,000 square feet, we'd probably get, I don't know, 30 or 40 gigabytes worth of footage, you know, ship it off to our editors in Chicago and you know, they take it from there and make magic happen they put you know they put yeah. it all together they put it in vr they do all they have to do um and so it wouldn't it wouldn't really take that long or, or, or be that much i mean you know again it's a way where it's a way to reach a lot of people very yep. very quickly um and you, you got know, a monthly hosting fee on that or what do you do no nah, we 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 take care of all that um you know we just get it as like a executable file. You're ready to go. Yeah, you, you, like what some places are doing now, and it, this is all evolving literally as we speak. Yeah. Um, you know, like like what some places are doing right now is they'll get a sponsor to sponsor the video for them. So, you know, like Collegiate NIL will basically be like School X. You know, Dunkin' Donuts. It's not Dunkin' Donuts, but let's just say any 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 Starbucks will be like. We're going to sponsor the tour, but we want our logo superimposed yeah, sure, on the screen. And so they'll be the ones to eat the cost. And, and you know, um, but they get their marketing because people will stay on these videos for, you know, and, and, and for, for a health club, it'll probably be about five or six minute video. But if you put if you get the headset on them, they're going to stay on for at least four to five minutes of it, which yeah. is what you know, they call that dwell time, which is just a lot of time to be, you know, taking a commercial for somebody. Um, yeah. And I see it all day long. I'm doing. I'm just saying. I'm working out. Dude. I was working out for another five minutes. I was in the club virtually. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 so I, I, note to Dave, dude. We got to talk about this because we should be able to find a sponsor to actually rip these videos, um, and then have somebody uh, basically go to the club and say, "We'll do it for you." And you know, whether it's a water company or one of our other relationships, and there's no there's no other fee uh, associated with that. So that's super interesting. So when you take a look at, um, you know, where, where the market's going, is there, have you, what, what would you advise if, if I had a health club, would I get the, the virtual tour? Would you pop me into like every different kind of workout class and be like, Hey, you can kind of experience the first X minutes of this class. It seems like the, the usage is kind of someone endless. I think that what it comes down to, and, and it's it's been that way in the colleges and you know, and everything else that we've done, whether it's tourism or whatever, um, a lot of it comes down to seeing other people enjoying themselves, right? So if you have a class, for example, that has like you know 
like I always say yoga because I'm a big yoga guy. I love yoga. So if you go if you go to a yoga class and you see there's like, you know, rows and rows of people having a great time, sweating, you know, getting their stretch on, and you'd be like, you know what, I can really use this. And look at all these people. They look like they're having a good time. That can be something that draws them in. Or or again, the people that are that are enthusiasts of of cycling, you know, if they are in a class and they see 50 people around the room on bikes, sweating, the instructor going wild. And if that's what they're into and, and they put a set of goggles on, they feel like they're actually there. It's like, I got to get there for real. You know, the only yeah. next best thing is actually being in the room. Um, so I would, I would, I would always suggest showing off, you know, your, your weight piles, your machines, you know, your studios, blah, blah, blah. And then I would highlight, you know, not a few minutes, but just, just to show a little taste, it could be 15, 20 seconds of yeah. a yoga, a cycling, a, you know, you know, one of those hit classes, a- anything, you know, that, that can touch upon what, you know, most people's tastes fall into and in order to get them excited about, about returning to the gym and, and returning to, you know, that specific gym, I guess. This is Pete Moore. Here's the last tip for you of the podcast. We are partnered up with a company called Higher Dose higherdose.com. They are the leader in workout recovery products, infrared technology, LED light masks, neck enhancers, and other products such as PEMF mats and sauna blankets. If you have not gotten on the workout recovery train yet, your time and your stop is now. You got to get these products in there before these workout recovery and spas end up saturating your market. Having your members walk out of the club and going into one of their locations for 200 bucks per month where they're paying 39 to you. Let's become an expert in workout recovery if we are already an authority in workouts. Higher dose, check it out. There's a wholesale code and we look forward to helping you augment your products and services to meet the demands of your members. And hey, let's get people happy, healthy, and sweating and the recovery should be just as good as the workout. So, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, from a standpoint of, you know, lessons learned or, you know, a quote or something of somebody stumbling upon an opportunity such as you did, which seemed to be like the most innocuous, you know, it wasn't like you got into like some kind of, you know, accident, rehabbed yourself or like you had something that you had to like, fixed, you know, from a health standpoint and, you know, biohack yourself. It was basically just observing an opportunity that was busted and saying, hey, I could do it better. So, you know, if there are other entrepreneurs out there, you know, what's your kind of, uh, you know, either a quote that you go to or a lot of advice that you should say uh, that's your kind of V walk away. (laughs) I would just say, you know, it's not necessarily a quote, but I would just say, Never assume that that's that an idea is already being you know utilized. Um, you know, uh, quickly, very quickly. You know, when I was growing up, uh, I grew up in, in a very mixed neighborhood, and for whatever reason, McDonald's was preferred over Burger King. Um, and there was a Burger King across the street from a high school, and the Burger King just didn't succeed, even though there was a McDonald's half a mile away that was always packed. And you would imagine being across the street from a high school. Business should be booming, but it just wasn't the case. And, you know, I was 10 years old at the time, but I said to my parents, you know, why can't we just open a McDonald's here? I mean, you know, we didn't have the money to do anything like that. But just off the top of my head, they're like, well, you know, blah, 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 maybe we'll see. Lo and behold, two years later, a McDonald's opened up there. This was when I was 12 years old. That McDonald's is still 
in business at that same location today. And it's one of their busiest McDonald's in New York. Across from the, the high school. Same ex- yeah, exactly in that spot where the Burger King stood. Oh, where it was, where the Burger yes, King was. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, you know, from, that was my lesson at 12 years old. Never well, assume that. you like a, owes you like a, a royalty or like maybe like a uh, real estate broker fee or something. <laughs> I wish it was, I wish it was mine uh, to be honest with you. It's been so good over there. But you know, at that point you realize if you're a 10 year old kid and you can come up with something. And again, that's not brain surgery. I'm, I'm no scientist and I'm definitely not an engineer, right. um, but there's just, you know, everywhere you look, there are ways to do things better. Um, and you know, if it, if it comes down to just doing research, you know, it it opens up to everybody. You just have to be willing to put in the time. And then again, the entrepreneur rule is, you know, don't expect to to make anything for years and and don't let them shake you out of the game because it might take three years before you land a a huge client or whatever. And, um, you know, you have to be always willing to stay the course. Um, I've just been very fortunate here. So awesome. All right, man. Well, we'll get the uh, we'll get the word around. We're gonna come up with some creative ideas. Try and get this as a twenty twenty four uh, requirement for clubs to really jump on and help automate and get interest in their uh, in their experiences. So appreciate you coming on. Good to meet you virtually. Likewise, likewise, and thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate yeah, it. Awesome. Yeah.